we're back at it again. Hello, hello. I really should, like, come up with, like, a different way to, like, open uh, the podcast. <laughs> Other than, hey, we're back. <laughs> hello, everybody. My name is Markiplier, and today we're going to... I'm kidding. <laughs> Markiplier, don't sue us. We love you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you are listening, um, have a talk with Ethan about that doghouse. Or we could just pretend it doesn't exist. Or whichever, you know, whichever way you want. <laughs> what doghouse? I have no idea. I, I have never known anything about any doghouse. Uh, there's not one in Bossing Say. There, there is no doghouse in Bossing Say. You heard it here first, folks. All right, so we have... So what are we talking about today? You didn't, you didn't tell me. (laughs) We're going to roll the dice. Oh, shit. Okay. That's right. Because what else can we do? Oh, shit. Actually, I got a 19. Good job. That's higher than I I rolled in six months. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. All right. Game of Thrones. Uh, well, um, you know. There's no tragedy (laughs) that can attest. Man, so, if you've not watched the Game of Thrones series... Probably don't. Yeah, yeah, if, if you've not, or if you've not read, you know, the Song of Ice and whatever fire and song and fire and ice or whatever the books are called spoiler warning uh, ahead uh-huh uh if you've not watched the series yeah probably just probably just don't they didn't finish it there was supposed to be an eighth season and it just ended after seven i don't know what happened <laughs> you know some say that even the seventh season is a mythical beast uh, well, I have at least seen footprints. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> footprints that appear to be the seventh season. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, in all seriousness, it was so good and so well done for so long. And the showrunners got in a hurry to go to a different project and cut the eighth season short, basically. And also wrote literally everything about it very poorly. Yeah. um, And never before in history, to my knowledge, has the final chapter of a a critically acclaimed, highly celebrated work that has lasted for 10 years retroactively ruined the entire series. (coughs) Naruto! What's that? <laughs> Do we need to get you a, a cough drop? Yeah, yeah, uh, that might be good. <laughs> Man, okay, so, like... I want to be absolutely clear. I'm sorry, I know you're trying ahead. to say something. It's my I, secret cap. I'm always trying to say something. Same. <laughs> same, and I always get interrupted, too. <laughs> um, but, like, I want to be absolutely clear that... Nothing I say should be misconstrued as being critical of the actors. They did a phenomenal job up until the end. 
they worked with what they had and they did a damn good job. They did the best they could and they are all stellar. Yeah. Like I really honestly can't point at any of them and say, uh, you're acting with shite. Not, not, not one of them. Um, the, the show definitely, sorry, go ahead. The, sorry. (laughs) You keep trying to say something. I promise this is all I'm going to say about this particular thing. More fucking lies. I I hope not. (laughs) I'm going to try for it not to be. Believe Um, in you, I do. Well, thank you. That's very kind. Um, A lie it was. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Carry on, sorry. No, I'm just going to add the addendum that even the very best actors can do only so much with bad writing. I mean, yeah, no, like, uh, that's, that's legit. Um, Tom Hiddleston definitely, like, I mean, if you've seen what, House on Red Hill or something to, something to that effect, not a horrific movie, but he was 90% of what propped it up, and he couldn't make it good. And there were definitely scenes where he realized that nothing he did mattered. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> It was just just a couple of scenes where he was just like, I have to be here contractually for five more minutes. Just five <laughs> more minutes. <laughs> uh, Bless his heart. Yeah. Uh, but no, so Game of Thrones, the, the TV show, uh, definitely fell victim to uh, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Syndrome. The, uh, like, you know, the, like, the book went so far, and then the anime... My confused face. The, the anime got, uh, got ahead, and, like, story became different. Um, and in case you're, you, you've not seen the memes, George R. R. Martin has not finished the Game of Thrones books, and potentially never will. Place your bets here, folks. <laughs> uh... What will come out first, the final Game of Thrones book or uh, the, the Stone Door by uh, Patrick Rothfuss? Who knows? In defense of Funimation, they—they they did Full Metal Alchemist. Yes, if you're not familiar, they knocked FMA 2003 mm-hmm. out of the park. They did for what it was at the time. Oh yeah, like I can't even like like I don't think anybody can even argue that it was um, that it was necessarily bad in and of itself. Uh, I think original FMA was was solid even even through the parts where they they you know deviated uh, greatly, uh, but it doesn't hold a candle to Brotherhood. Uh, in, in in my opinion, Brotherhood in in my opinion is significantly better and partially i think because owing in part to the success of the original they knew they were going to make they knew they were going to make bank so they threw money at it like it wasn't a risky project yeah so like i don't know if it's a fair comparison but uh but but you know um the the story of the original definitely did not wind up like uh like the author or like the you know the writers had intended uh and I don't know. I, I really hope Patrick Roth, or not Patrick Roth, uh, Martin, George R. R. Martin, uh, almost committed blasphemy there. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Uh, I really hope that he uh, he doesn't intend to throw an entire cavalry charge of Dothraki uh, needlessly um, at, 
at an undead horde. Uh, <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. Um, but no, so so things. Uh, not 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 to get off track and just be super negative. I'm gonna get uh, off track and be super positive. Uh, <laughs> uh, the wor- so the FMA Brotherhood yeah. also knew that a lot of its audience was gonna be people who watched FMA 03. That's true. And so they did a they did a lot of cutting out of early like filler arc type stuff. Yeah. Like you meet characters that you meet characters and have conversations with characters that um that the original series explored a little more thoroughly. Yeah. Um you get some side you get some side story in the O3 series that you don't in Brotherhood. Um, a major event in Brotherhood was where the Elric brothers visited this mining town. Mm-hmm. And the military <laughs> officer in charge of this town was a piece of shit. Was fully a piece of shit. And uh, it was a coal mining town. And so they solve a bunch of problems. And. Um, they solve a bunch of problems in this town. And you get that entire story in FMAO 3. In Brotherhood, you get like, I think, two soldiers discussing the morning paper and it's in it. Like what happened at that city, at that town was in it. Right. I mean, so, I'll be honest. So, uh, Oath Brother, like, FMAO 3 is not horrifically long. Like, it's not, you know, a 600-episode shonen. Even with these early abbreviations in Brotherhood, it is still longer than O3. Yeah, uh, that's true. 64 episodes versus 51. Um, I, I, in in the really long shonens, I'll be honest, I skip almost all the filler. That's um, I watched all the filler for, uh, um, for FMA, O3. Um... I didn't hate them, but I don't know that I'll ever argue with relegating a filler arc uh, to the morning paper. (laughs) (laughs) That's legit, though. (laughs) Extra, extra, read all about it. Naruto fails to bring back Sasuke, and then we just fast forward 350 episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because you've got 17 filler seasons that yeah. are just that. Yeah. <laughs> In various forms and fashions. In various forms and fashions. Are we tired of rescuing Sasuke yet? No, we're going to follow this chakra-sniffing bug. See if we can bring him back this time. Nope. It's not going to work out. Uh, it's my prediction. Sure enough. Didn't. Spoilers for Naruto. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) spoiler bob warning uh but anyway so um so some things can do that sort of thing well and some things can't yep uh so there you know there are some there are some you know just like we were talking about with with fmao3 and how they did some cool stuff that um you know wasn't 
you know, it wasn't bad, it wasn't necessarily carried over, but like it wasn't necessarily bad. Um, you know, there was there was there was there was a couple of things from the eighth season of Game of Thrones that I could see probably not making it into the into the final book or books, but that was honestly really cool. Um, uh, Arya Arya's moment of stabbing the uh, the night the Night King uh, was was one of those for me personally. Like that was I was I was I was a huge Arya fan. Like oh yeah, she was. Like after after Ed after Edward Stark died, she was the only thing that mattered anymore. Edard, Edward, not kidding. Oh my you're, god, you're right. It is Edward. Um, Edward Elric, Edard Stark. Okay, but but um, Edward Elric. But I need, I need a, I need, I need like a scene where the mountain calls Edard Stark short. Edard. And 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 Stark goes goes off on him like Stark. Like, <laughs> but anyway, um, like uh, her stabbing the Night King, that was that was up there for me. Uh, the you know what? Never mind. <laughs> That's the only great moment I can think of from the eighth season off the top of my head. Um, <clears throat> so much of the eighth season could have just been solved by like. Okay, and this is where we kind of get back into like a well-known pet peeve of mine. Uh, if if the conflict can be resolved by one or two characters making like one or two good choices, it's not good writing. The entire eighth season could have been resolved by a couple of characters making one or two good choices. So there are idiot <clears throat> plots, <laughs> and sometimes an idiot plot can be good. Yeah. If the people yeah, involved yeah. are being idiots in character, right? Consider the entirety of the Cell Saga in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, every single problem is caused by one of the Saiyans, usually Vegeta, being a fucking dumbass. Okay, but in all fairness to the Prince of Saiyans, I'm pretty sure it was Goku that gave Cell the damn sensu bean. Goku gave him the sensu bean. <laughs> Vegeta could have killed him before that was a factor. That's true. That is true. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced this is going to be a Game of Thrones episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think we're gonna. I think this is a Game of Thrones season eight was terrible, and here's other media that did the shit that season eight did badly well. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so but go. the Saiyans are dumbasses in character. Yeah, at least at least in their own way. They are very they do seem to be pretty obsessive about their given thing, uh, to a fault for the most part. Um go like go for Goku and Vegeta, it's 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 a they're both hyper focused on being the strongest in different ways a little bit. Yeah. But they're hyper focused on it. Um Gohan Goku they, just wants to be the strongest. Vegeta wants to be the strongest, specifically stronger than Goku. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, basically. Like, Vegeta would have been fine not being as strong as Beerus as long as he was stronger than Goku. Goku is the epitome of never satisfied. Yeah. Until the day Goku can punch Zeno in the face and have no and and have basic and have the potential for there to be no real repercussions, Goku will not be satisfied. He won't be satisfied even then because then he'll have no one left to fight. He'll just die. Like he will dissolve and join the universe after that. He will achieve that height. He'll be like, man, now I am provably stronger than literally anything that ever has been or ever will be. Yeah. And then you hear in the background, one punch! (laughs) And then all of reality is destroyed and no one wins. (laughs) Oh, Oh, dear. Um, But no, so... Outside of the eighth season, um, now the okay, the eighth season did have some cool dragon scenes. Can't 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 argue that. Um, but uh, outside of the eighth season, uh, I very much enjoyed the um, uh, the the faceless uh, men. Yeah. Or man. Mike. So, okay. So this disclaimer, as I. I have not read the books. If this is expanded upon in the books, I'm sorry for being a dumbass. Um, but this Same. is this is about uh, the the TV series more so than the books. Um, if uh, echo all of that, so I'm not entirely sure. There's not just one. <laughs> um. Uh. But uh, anyway, like. All of the faceless men, quote-unquote, are just the guy that we know of as Jack and Hagar, and definitely isn't Jack and Hagar. Right. Right. They're all Jack, they're all Jack and Hagar. Um, and once again, you know, and I don't know if I would have loved um, that sect, cult, whatever the hell it was. Um, can you be a cult if it's just you? <laughs> I mean, eventually, Aya was recruited, even if there is just one of them. So that's that's two. That's a, that's enough for a cult, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, two members and a god. It's you know, I'm gonna. I I don't know about I don't know enough about the study of cults to uh, weigh in on that. Yeah, me neither. Uh, so. Um, you know, I don't know if I would have been as much about them uh, as I as I was if it hadn't been for Aya. Like, if I hadn't really liked her, I don't know if I would have been as, as big on 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 Jack and Hagar and and everything. Um, but uh, so there is there's a really cool conspiracy um, theory that I was I I was really into for quite a while. Um, so. When Eddard Stark leaves... Good job. Thanks. Uh, leaves the North and goes to King's Landing to be the Hand of the King. He brings, you know, his... Uh, m- most of his children with him. Um, and... Uh, he... Uh, you know, Arya's 
the opposite of a proper lady. You know, she's very tomboy. So he gets her this sword, this sword instructor, and um, he is um, the form, the former first sword of Bravos. Sirio Forel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the best dance instructor of all time. The best <laughs> dance instructor. Uh, so, the I do know enough to know that being the first sword of Bravos is kind of a big deal. Um, and so... Uh, I'm sure I've heard that said. <laughs> uh, you know, and it could have been... They don't really go into it or explain it. It could have been that... The dude was already in King's Landing on his own on his own accord, and you know he's 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 kind of he's kind of famous, and so Edard was like, "Hey, you, I have I, I have need of your services. Come work for me while you're here." But <clears throat> if if this dude wasn't already here, that means that Edard had enough connections in Bravos to be like. You're a great swordsman. I want you to teach my daughter. Get your ass over here. <laughs> and he came. Uh, so, either way, like, like Edard had connections to the upper echelon, like to to the upper echelons of Bravosi swordsmen. Yeah, warriors. Um, so, <clears throat> supposedly, Edard Stark was a great warrior himself. He, he definitely was. Like, he was, by all accounts, he was the Jamie Lannister of his time. And I think they should have beheaded that one guard that robbed us of the honest-to-goodness outcome of that fight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to Jamie's credit, he was legitimately upset. He was like, the fuck you doing? Like, but anyway, <clears throat> that aside. Uh, so after... Why is he still alive? It wouldn't have been clean. <laughs> Why is he still alive? Man. Uh, man. Okay, so... I do not do good impressions. I just... I just like playing with my voice. Some of them are good. Um, some. And thank you. So, after Eddard got arrested for... Supposedly... <laughs> uh, you know, plotting to overthrow... Uh, the the new king may draw may draw free rest in pieces. Uh, the they took him they took him to the black cells, and there there was a couple of scenes where the, they they show um, they show some interactions with him and a couple of other characters in the black cells. Um, and for those of you who don't know, the black cells are called that. There's no light. It's completely underground. There's the only time there is light is when a guard or you know somebody comes through with a torch, um, and uh, that's pretty much only probably when you're fed or when there's somebody there to interrogate you or something. Uh, so <clears throat> there is a scene where a guard whose face we don't really see comes into the area where Edard is being held. He's got a torch. There's nobody with him. He walks up, kicks him to wake him up, and then the scene ends. That scene serves no discernible purpose. There's no conversation with the secondary character, um, unless they just really wanted to drive home the fact that occasionally they would come by and disturb your sleep. Like, that scene serves no purpose. Which they could. 
could. I mean, sleep deprivation and imprisonment in pitch black conditions are both classified under torture. They are, but to kick him and then just walk off and let him and let it be dark again, like he's just gonna go go, go, go the fuck back to sleep. Yeah. Like, and it was like it you was, say, the scene itself serves no purpose. Yes. Um, there was uh, no no expounding explanation. Um, so the um, eventually Edard was beheaded and so on and so forth. Um, and then we get into learning that the, the faceless men who are native to Bravos um, can become anybody, anyone they choose. And so the theory was the guard that came in and kicked Edard was a faceless was a faceless man. Basically, came in, released the real Edard, took Edard's appearance, and was beheaded in his place. Because Edard was connected with the Warriors of Bravos. And so, I kind of kept waiting for, especially while, while Arya was in Bravos training with Jack and Hagar, I kept waiting for, like, there to be somebody who was just, like, just took their face off and was like, bam, her dad. Or for Jack and Hagar himself to take his face off and, bam, be her dad. Like, because... Jack and Hagar left left the city around I think he I think he left the city before this scene happened um but he was in the city around the same time that uh Edard was imprisoned so that was uh but anyway <clears throat> so that was that was a conspiracy theory that I was I was had my fingers crossed real hard for for a very long time because as far as I'm concerned he was the only... Ed and his oldest son are the only fuckers in the entirety of the Seven Kingdoms who had any business being king. <laughs> okay, a Tywin Lannister, but he's an asshole. <laughs> no, Tywin does not belong on the Iron Throne. Um, he belongs Warden of the West. Yeah, he was very good at that. I... There's it's also a very effective hand of the king for a very ineffective king. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of where that's kind of why that's kind of why I think he would have been actually pretty good at being king. Like he would have been an asshole of a king, but he would have been good at it because the hand of the king is just the king while the king's off, you know, whoring and hunting. <laughs> when you have shitty kings. When you have shitty kings. Has King's Landing ever not had a shitty king? <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, like, maybe one of the... I don't know. The first know, Targaryens were probably also awful. We know of Eris II, who was a piece of shit. Yep. We know of Robert Baratheon, who was a piece of shit. We know of yep. Joffrey Baratheon, who was a piece of shit. Doesn't even cover it, but yeah. We know of Tommen Baratheon, who was... Just there. Weak-willed and short-lived. Yep. And, yeah, and then we have Cersei Lannister, who's a piece of shit. Yep. Uh, you know, like, if, like, fourth season Daenerys had been queen, she might have worked out. Like, prior to, like, becoming unhinged, she might have been okay. 
Probably not. I. She was an excellent warrior personality. Like, like she was very good at gathering power and then pointing it in the direction she wanted. She was not necessarily great at anything else. She was an excellent conqueror. She was yes. not a super stable ruler. Right. Um, and really, she, continu- she continued that to eventually to the extreme, even to the end of Season 8. She did a bang-up job of conquering things. Um, season 8 didn't happen. It, no, you're right, it didn't. Uh, I absolutely refuse to believe Daenerys Targaryen as Mad Queen. Yeah, that it felt real forced. Um, and I'll be honest, like, okay. In Game of Thrones, you kind of have to pick which spy master slash spook you want to believe in. Like, it's the equivalent of choosing between, like, Tony Stark and Captain America in Civil War. <laughs> Like you gotta pick a side. Um by by the eighth season the the end of the eighth season, it was basically is is Varus right or is um um damn it. Peter Piper? Dinklage. What? Peter Dinklage. Oh, um, uh Homeboy. Um Something Lannister. <laughs> Lannister. Uh Tyrion. Tyrion. It's like, do you believe in Tyrion or do you believe in Varys? And even though, like, like even though Varys, oh, not Varys, uh, Tyrion was not necessarily a spy master per se, he was very good at rumors. And, I mean, that's what he did. He drank and he knew things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, like, at that point, they were the two intellectual minds of Daenerys' camp. And you eventually had to pick which one. And I was honestly, like, like nothing against Varys. I was behind Tyrion all the way. I was like, I don't even know if you're right, man, but I'm, I'm, I'm in your camp. And he was wrong, and I still feel very uh, cheated by that. <laughs> it's because the Mad Queenness was out of character. Yeah, like... I, I I really didn't think there was going to be any way that they could satisfactorily make that happen. I was like, there's too much. There's too much that's that's swinging uh, the wrong way. I felt like, um, but no, no, that was uh, <laughs> they didn't care. <laughs> you know, and some people actually accused the last season of of kind of doing that on purpose, basically just trying their best to set up things that really should go one particular way and then going the opposite way just for the shock factor because Game of Thrones <laughs> was a very shocking series. Most of your, most, most of everyone's favorite characters died. Like nobody was really safe. Um, but you know, if they were doing it on purpose just for the, you don't know what's coming factor, that's, that's pretty drank. <laughs> it's either bad writing or it's shitty writing. Take your pick. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I I missed I missed part of what you said. What specifically is shitty writing? Like setting things up or trying to make them lean one way just so that you can swap them around and have like 
the the big reveal of, oh, you didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't know that's what was going to happen because it would have been stupid. <laughs> yeah. The reason I'm surprised <laughs> is because it's dumb. <laughs> yeah. That's not what you want. That's the thing about plot twists. Like, if the plot twist not happening gives you a more interesting story than the plot twist happening, mm-hmm. then it's not a good plot twist. No. Like, like honestly, those plot twists get bullied by M. Night Shyamalan's plot twists. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, not, just not, not that he's not never made a good movie, but some of his plot twists aren't great. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> there were some really cool battle scenes um, in the show. I... There was trying to think the okay so the the what should have been seemingly the final charge of the Dothraki <laughs> okay uh, it looked great like visually it looked tactically it was shit but visually it looked really good it was visually very impressive M- most like they they actually had a pretty good grasp of the of, of making cavalry charges look cool I don't think that there was I don't think there was a single cavalry moment that I was disappointed in um, Tywin specifically has a really cool moment on a horse where he breaks into the throne room unfortunately several seconds too early oh <laughs> yeah. um and then the battle is over. We have won. Yep. Yep. Man. Okay. So the the battle for King's Landing was one of those moments where a character did a dumb thing, but he did it for the right reasons that made sense for him. Sort of. Okay. So, the the elder Baratheon, whose name suddenly escapes me. Uh, Stannis. Stannis. So, Stannis had... Stannis the Manus. <laughs> so, Stannis had the red, the red lady. Uh, Melisandre. In his, yes, uh, in his camp. Now, she was not an employee. She was not his witch, so to speak. It was more like he was her royal. Uh, she was a prophetess um, for one of the new gods. And... Uh, the Lord of Light. Uh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> uh, also, a little bit salty, we, like... I know I know. Game of Thrones was a low magic setting. A little bit salty, we didn't see more divine uh, uh, involvement. Because I really would have liked to have seen some duking it out of the Lord of Light, the fucking Kraken, and just death. <laughs> um, but anyway. I'm just gonna throw this out there. The only actual divine influence that we ever see, at least to my recollection, is from the... Uh, the prophets of the Lord of Light. Yeah. 
Uh, well, no. Uh, so the drowned god manifests um, when Dickhead takes over the Iron Isles. I can't oh, remember his name. Um, yeah. Uh, but like part of the ritual of him becoming king is they fuck, like, they cut his throat and push him into the ocean. And if 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 the if the uh, if the drowned god chooses you, then you get back up. If not, you don't. And he got back up, and his throat was not cut. Did they cut his throat in the show? Uh, I I have I have a memory of a scene where his throat gets cut, and they push him in the ocean as part of the ritual. Beyond that, I I mean. As far as I remember, that happens. <laughs> I don't remember that happening. Um, I can't remember his name either. Uh, fucking better in the books, pirate. <laughs> um, Jack Sparrow, but really bad. Like, like Jack Sparrow from Wish. <laughs> Yo, man, yeah, you check this out. I got this new Jack Sparrow off Timu, man. <laughs> um, fucking. Uh, God damn it. <clears throat> we have Jack Sparrow at home. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't, I can't think of his name. Greyjoy. Yeah. You know what I thought he was? Balon Greyjoy's what, brother? Yeah, I don't know. Call him. We'll call him Dick Greyjoy. <laughs> I don't want to call him anything. Fair. Um, and I really thought he was going to have more of a a more esoteric uh, story. Like, like his whole shtick was like he went out to sea and then went nuts and cut off the tongues of all his men and like connected with the drowned god out there and shit. Like, I was like. And now he wants to fuck the queen. Yeah, I was like, so this guy's gonna, this guy's gonna like bring some like eldritch horror shit with him. Like, like this guy's gonna get like, like far realm sort of cracked. But no, he was just a shitty pirate. He was just a <laughs> shitty pirate, <laughs> and I was kind of disappointed. But uh, but Daenerys just kind of forgot about. Yeah, she forgot about him until he harpooned her dragon. That's not a euphemism. I look. Which, by the way, was another bullshit moment in the series. Yeah, I mean, like, Daenerys just kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet is a line from one of the showrunners. Yeah. Like, yeah. a line from one of the writers. 10 out of 10. Writers, showrunners, I don't know. One of the guys who fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, no, she is back to Daenerys being out of character. No, Daenerys Targaryen is a, we said it earlier, a conqueror. Mm -hmm. She's not a great tactician. She's not. She has great tactic. She has at least decent tacticians on her side. Mm -hmm. She has... A massive army that wants to follow her. Yep. 
She has a Dothraki horde, which is fucking hard as shit to fight against in the field. Yep. And she has three... No, wait, two... Hang on. A dragon. (laughs) Okay. No, she didn't forget about the Iron Fleet. Yeah. Also, like, the Iron Fleet was just sailing by her fortress unaccosted. Completely... Yeah, totally unaccosted and completely unseen by her, hundreds of feet in the air on Dragonback. I mean, cloud cover's a thing, but, like, I don't don't care how... Cloud cover works in both directions here, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't care how, I don't care how fucking fancy your damn, your damn, um, shit, uh, giant crossbow. Ballista. Ballista, there we go. I don't care how fancy your damn ballista is. It's not going to reach the dragon before the dragon can see you. That's that's not how that works. No. <laughs> that's that's bullshit. Uh, that's not how light works. That's not how eyes work. That's not how physics works. Like, okay, so I... I do not advocate that you go out into a field and have your buddy shoot an arrow in your general direction. But if you did do that, unless you're at point-blank range, you can see the arrow coming. Like, you can watch it arc through the air. Dragon see, dragon see giant bolt. Dragon do a barrel roll. <laughs> like, not great for the rider, but... Anyway. <laughs> I am gonna throw it out there that... Your metaphor only really works if your friend with the bow is at range and is mm-hmm. shooting, attempting to shoot you by shooting up into the air. If you are close enough for them to shoot you directly, you're not going to dodge an arrow. It does only work if it arcs. Yes. Yeah. And and for better or for worse, in a fantasy setting, the arrow always arcs. Every time. Um, In thinking, like, physics-wise, I feel like there would have had to have been a little bit of an arc in order for, like, you to hit a target that far above you. Uh Uh-huh. Assuming, assuming, also, that thing was mounted to the bow, to, like, to the deck of a ship. Like, how did they point it that far up? But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How did they stabilize it well enough to fucking bullseye a dragon hundreds of feet in the air? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyway, when you're shooting at things that are above you um, at range, like, when when you shoot anything at range, you have to arc it, is my point. Yes. Um, Absolutely. And when when an arrow is arced, you can see it. You can, you, you, at at range, you can see the path of travel. Uh, Point is, no, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> the now when the Night King or whichever fucking frosty zombie it was, I think it was the king, made his fancy ice javelin and threw it at the dragon and at the wall beyond the wall. I it's magic. I oh, get it. Yeah. Uh that wasn't a javelin throw, that was a casting of ice knife. Yeah. Uh but the dragon ding there was stupid. <laughs> Yeah. All they had to do was not make that poor choice, and at the very least, it would have been a very different eighth season 
like like the Night King's fights could have all been contained at the Northern Wall. <laughs> but anyway, uh, something that I did enjoy that I didn't expect to enjoy was the recurring character of the little girl from the from the Bear Castle uh, with just all the attitude. Oh yeah, fucking Leanna Mormont. Yeah, I did not. Uh, Whenever, whenever they, they introduced her, I was like, oh, great, another figurehead. Nope, she's actually fucking in charge. <laughs> and she's a, like, and not entirely because she's a terror, but just through sheer force of tiny will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I did very much enjoy her. I'm like 12. And I rule this castle. Yep. You know, uh, the entirety... Your mother was a great beauty, I've heard it said. My my mother wasn't a great beauty. My mother wasn't any kind of beauty. (laughs) Quit schmoozing me to tell me what you're doing here. (laughs) Man. Ten out of ten. The, um... You know, she wasn't even originally supposed to have any scenes beyond that. But everybody fell in love with her, so they gave her more scenes, uh, which was fantastic. Um, We're supposed to train our little girls to, our little girls and our women to to hold spears to to fight these undead fuckers. We're gonna do it on Bear Island. <laughs> I'm not right. sitting in the keep with the women and children, and the disabled, the elderly. Nope. And you know. <laughs> Speaking of sitting in the crypts with the women and children and the elderly. Jesus Christ. When the, the horde of necromancers <laughs> arrived, their choice was, yes, put them in the crypt. Nothing bad can happen in the crypt while we're fighting necromancers. This drink isn't strong enough. I was like, that's that's the dumbest move y'all could have made. And then it didn't wind up killing anybody. And I was like... Out of everybody who could have been saved this entire series in any manner of convoluted fashion, and these are the fuckers you chose to save? Why? The... Yes? Rob. That's Rob Stark. Rob Stark. That's his name. Uh, one good decision could have avoided the red wedding, uh, and the siege of uh, there would have been a, a very different siege of um, uh, King's Landing. Uh, the also Edard might not have died. It's hard to say if they would have made it in time. Uh, oh, the other. <laughs> Got on this trail, this trail of thought, and then totally got derailed. If he had married Walder Frey's girl, yeah, all he had to do was all he all he had to do was just this word. not. Yeah, all he had to do was do what he said he would do: marry his fiance and be done with it. Like, I mean, it seems like maybe it's not necessarily as accepted in the north, but in the south, having a side piece is widely accepted <laughs> amongst the nobles. Maybe even expected. <laughs> Maybe like, uh, I feel like all you had to do was just be a little bit patient and keep your word about it. 
Like, you didn't even have to keep your word. Like, you could have put back on your word after the war was over. Like, why are you stabbing your allies in the back in the middle of the damn war? If you're gonna <laughs> break your vows, at least have the scent, have the wherewithal to do it when your military campaign doesn't depend on it. <laughs> yeah, looking at you, Hitler. <laughs> But anyway. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That took me a minute. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, all he had to do was just not not stab not stab his ally in the back in the middle of a war. Um, uh, Marry the Frey girl. Yep. And um, and and then that's it. Yeah. That, that's it. That's it. You won. Yep. Basically. Because now, now when you actually started like making war against Tywin Lannister, things were going to change. Like when it was actually Tywin and not the generals of the Lannister army, things were going to get a little bit different. But at that point, your army's going to be so damn big that even if he is superior in tactics, it's almost not going to matter. <laughs> like. Are you talking about from Rob's perspective or from Tywin's? From Rob's. Because at the... By the time... I mean, he... Basically, they trounced the shit out of every... Out of every royal force they came across. Purely Lannister or not. Yes. Um, Correct. They, they basically... They basically walked all over fucking everybody until... Until Rob just couldn't deal and got himself murdered. Um, they, um, you know, it's, um, so, A, he had a, he had a large force to start with, um, allying with the, um, with the fuckers from the, uh, River Country, I can't think of the name of it. River Run. River, it's in the damn name, River Run, yeah. Um, like, like they were only going to pick up more people from River Run and the surrounding areas, um, and the associated bannermen. Um, like, it would, at the very least, they would not have been grossly outnumbered, uh, by the time they reached King's Landing. Um, especially if, you know, they wound up making, yes. Oh, I was, I was just going to say quick addendum, because... You had posed the question earlier of would they or would they not have made it to King's Landing mm -hmm. in time to save Ned Stark? And they almost certainly would not have. Because recall the uh, Lannister forces out in the field, Tywin, all of his generals, Tyrion, mm -hmm. and then the ensuing conversation where Ned has already been executed. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Um, like, Tyrion pointing out to the other generals, you're not gonna bring Robb Stark to the table. He's won every battle he's been in, and we killed his dad. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way... which Okay, so I know... I know that, that Eddard basically took the plea deal, like bogus confession in exchange for going to the wall for the rest of his life. 
Um, and they still killed him. Yeah. Um, had I been Eddard Stark, my ass had been like trial by combat yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, where's Jamie out in the field? Who who is going the uh, the hound? He would have to fight the hound. Would have been a great fight. It sure would have. Would have loved it. It would have been very interesting. Would have been very interesting. Um, the can Ned Stark defeat the Hound is not a question I am prepared to explore now. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, right. Um, oh, but, but going back to finish my thought that I yes. abandoned earlier. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, um, uh, the Elder Baratheon. T- I've already forgot his name again. Tannis? Stannis? Stannis. Stannis. I had all, almost all the letters. Um, Stannis left the Red Lady at home when they went to siege Keaton's Landing. Excuse me. Um, and seemingly due to like the politics of the court and, you know, like his wife really seemed to like the Red Lady, so I don't think that it was because of her, but like it mostly seemed to be because of his advisors were like, don't bring the witch. Don't bring the witch. We can win without the witch. The witch is bad for us. And so he left her at home. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was basically <clears throat> Davos. Yeah. Who can, like, well, who convinced him to leave her behind. I think Davos, at that point, was the only dissenter left alive. Um, there was there was a couple of others, but, like, that, that one guy tried to poison her and himself at the same time, and he was the only one who died. <laughs> <laughs> um sucks to suck buddy. Yep. uh but anyway so um and they, so they left her at home uh their fleet got shrecked by wildfire i was like damn would have been nice to have a fire witch on your ship <laughs> would have made this a very different siege hella ironic <laughs> uh like Sir would have loved to have seen the look on Cersei's smug face when the fire just didn't. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to just to show how much, how, like, just, just to show how, how different it would have been, um, they still nearly won. They were gonna win had it not been for Tywin making the decision to abandon Casterly Rock and come to the, to the defense of King's Landing. Uh, leave the, yeah, leave the field. Well, let's see. By that point, had the red the red wedding already taken place? Was Rob Stark already dead? I don't remember. Okay. If he was, then he has no reason to remain in the field. I I distinctly remember there being a con- like a scene with a conversation where they're trying to make the decision. Do we defend Casterly Rock, or do we um, do we defend King's Landing? They chose to defend King's Landing, and I think Rob. I think Rob did die around that time. They didn't know that though, and so King's Land, and so Casterly, Casterly Rock did not get sacked at that point. It did eventually, but they let that happen so they could sack Highgarden instead. Maybe so. Um. Because it wasn't wrong. No, it wasn't... Well, at that point, it wouldn't have been Highgarden that really anybody was trying to sack. Because the Tyrells weren't... 
at that point, the Tyrells weren't the Starks' enemies, but they weren't, or they weren't their allies, but they weren't their friends either. No, no. And it right. was a coalition force of Lannisters and Tyrells that came to reinforce King's Landing. Right, right. But um, when when they when they did eventually, and I don't, I don't remember, I don't honestly remember which army it was. Whenever, whenever, whatever army it was marched on. Casterly Rock, the only reason, like, it was largely undefended, and the only reason that it was was because they had dedicated all their forces to seizing Highgarden so they could pay the Iron Bank. Oh, that was Daenerys's Unsullied. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, there, there was, and, and, and that's, that's kind of what I'm saying, though, like, the first several seasons, there was... It was honestly like a really good game of throw, like back and forth game of, of thrones and intrigue and so on. It was a game of thrones. Yep. And then, well, you know, somebody put in cheat codes and broke the game. Fucking. <laughs> they accessed the unfinished content that you weren't meant to see. <laughs> Nobody was meant to see any of it. All right. Um. Oh. Yeah. You know who else would have been a great king? Martell. Oberyn Martell. Oberyn Martell was, you know, like I said, I really liked Tyrion Lannister. I'm not saying I liked Oberyn because he was going to bail Tyrion out. Oberyn was my boy. <laughs> I don't think he would have been a good king. He would have been a great king. He would have been just as good as... He would have been somewhat better than Robert Baratheon. He would have been Robert Baratheon with 42% more honor. Yes, that's <laughs> accurate. <laughs> and, when I, and, I, and I think I need to clarify, when I say he would have, like, any, like, X person would have been a good king, <laughs> that's relative because the bar was low. Oh. Would have been a good king compared to Joffrey fucking Baratheon. You know... I... Oh. <sighs> that, that hurts me. The elder Tyrell lady. Elena. Elena. She was dope. I enjoyed her. The Queen of Thorns. Yep. Ah, Yes. The famously top-tongued Queen of Thorns. And the famous top Queen Cersei. <laughs> <laughs> Lols. <laughs> oh, man. You know... It's been a long time since I've thought about all the good shit from Game of Thrones. I'm really glad we did this episode. <laughs> yes! <laughs> They're, uh... As for you all. Fathead father. Grandmother, what will Sansa think of us? That we have our wits about us, I hope. <laughs> One of us, at least. Oh, man. Was, was just honestly really... You know who... You know who... Shouldn't have been king, and I'm glad he wasn't? M most of the people who weren't king. Well, yes, but John Snow. 
That's accurate. There were children with more maturity. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say it this way. Not season eight, Jon Snow. Season... In, look, in my mind, season eight is not canon. That's, that's fair. <laughs> Fucking... Earlier Jon Snow, goddamn, um, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch Jon Snow, I think he would have been an alright king. I think he'd have been a better hand of the king. He, but I think he'd have been an okay king. I think he would have hated it. You know, I... Uh, yeah, it's it's real hard. It's real hard to say. That version of him definitely would have been the closest version. I still, I still think that he lacked the force of will to be keen. Um, that's that's fair. Like like you said, he would have been an excellent hand of the king. Like he would have been a great get shit done man. Um, but as far as having the steel to to make the iron calls that being king would would require nah. the being a good king yeah the require. being a good king uh i mean he might still have been on par with with um oberon but i'll accept that uh in maybe in different ways i don't know um but instead instead we got bran the usurper let's bought- make the wheelchair kid for for no reason. I'm not making fun of wheelchair wheelchair yeah. users. We're not ableist. We swear. Specifically, I want to call out the ableism in calling him Brand the Broken. I was always unsure if they meant he was broken because he was wheelchair bound or if he was broken because his psyche is fucked. I'm going to contend that the fact there's a question is the problem. Possibly. Also, it's not Bran anymore. Being realistic, he's not... Like, it's the same body, but that's not exactly the same mind. And... Yeah, he's the Three-Eyed Raven. Which, I mean, arguably he always was. But... The, the th- <laughs> In our perception of linear time, he has become the three-eyed raven. Yes. And uh, it's... You can't trust a fucker who says they don't want to be king until there's no one left to oppose him and suddenly he traveled in a continent to become king. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, that's 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 my that's my my take on it. Well, we are well over an hour now. Uh, I've got a lot more in me. I mean, we could make it a two-parter. <laughs> All right. Okay. Why not? All right. Okay, but what have you and I talked about that we couldn't make a two-parter? You know, let's... That we couldn't make its own season. 
You know, that's that's a great question, and usually, like, it's just not like it's just mostly just a matter of like outside of showtime, I guess. Like, I don't know, but we usually we usually cut it off, but not this time, not this time. <laughs>